the 1991-92 season. Offside now. Oh, not the last one walkabout. He's dispossessed. This will be spectacular. He goes in. Oh, look at that. 45 yards. Oh, Brian B. So we move on to November, uh, and one of the one of the kind of main games we were going to discuss today is the the first Sheffield derby, which was uh, played on a Sunday, um, twelve o'clock kickoff. I, I think it was. Is that right? High noon, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew. And I remember, I don't know about you, in the build-up... Well, I don't know about you, I, I'm with you, so I don't know why I'm saying that about you. I know exactly how you felt, but we, we were really excited, but we were, our giddiness was kind of tempered by the fact we did think... I can't remember going, oh, we're going to beat you, we're going to beat you. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And all Wednesday fans were like, oh, we're going to hammer you. And I was like, I didn't say, oh, you will. I just like, like nervous, kind of, well, we'll see, we'll see. And in my head, I'm thinking they probably are going to hammer us because they're better than us, basically. And they've, they were flying high in the league. They got, I mean, they got people like Sheridan, Earth, Nielsen, Palmer, Danny Wilson, Warriors, with loads of internationals. Um, but we'd signed Kevin Gage in the build up to this. So it weren't all bad. Um, lots of talk if Dean were going to be fixed. He'd been, he'd been out, so he'd gone, been sold. And then he did come back, like, but he got on your feet, he wasn't going to be fully fit. So, it, you know, we literally kind of threw him in. Um, but I, I, I thought we were going to win. I did think we were going to get hammered, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, fully agree. They'd had this, like, an absolutely stormy start to the season and they just looked, they looked like a really good side. Hate, hated it. I mean, actually, I, I did like quite a lot of their players. They had, they had so many decent players to watch. A load of knobheads as well, like Phil King and that. But but even he were quite good. And, you know, you just looked at their team. And if you were going to pick a Sheffield 11, being honest, it were all them, weren't it? You know, you put Dean up front with Hurst. But then, unless you were going to put Tracy in instead of Woods, it were literally the rest of the team were them. Um, and they were just such a good team. And they were they were doing that thing that, well, almost like we did and Leeds did the following season in the Premier yeah. League recently. They're just sweeping people aside. And, yeah, I, I was worried, I have to admit. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, sort of, I remember the atmosphere. And I don't think this was, like, kind of time playing tricks. It was, really, like, proper atmosphere. It felt really edgy sort of thing. I, I just remember, like, away end were full. At, like, Wednesday had both tiers, you know, the days now where you only give them half of the away end. Yeah, full ground. John Street were all standing, um, and it, even the game started. And it were like they were all there were quite a lot of tech, like battles and stuff. I remember Bradshaw wanted to fight everyone. There were lots of kind of pushing and shoving. Uh, Wednesday actually started well, and I remember Palmer smacked the shot against the bar from the the angle, just you'll see on the season review. Uh, so we got away with one there, but then gradually we started to win win the, all the fifty fifties. We started to like kind of get get control a bit. And Chris Woods, who was a good goalie, he was England goalie at this stage, don't forget, because yep. it was between Shilton and Seaman. And he was a, a good goalie. They signed him from Glasgow Rangers, but against United, he just fell apart. Like, literally, an international goalie just fell apart. I don't know whether it were Dean, the high balls, the atmosphere. They played in Glasgow derbies, but he was like a nervous wreck. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if... I, I've not watched the full game back in, well, I'd probably say probably like 20-odd, 30 years. But I can't remember if in this game he was that much of a wreck or if he just made yeah, the rick for Honestly, Dean's goal. Terrible. 
Because I, I know, I know for a fact he was in the second game. We were all over the yeah. place, but I think this this one did he did he just start not too bad? But then he, I think maybe there were a corner that Stop, he got challenged on crosses and things, and they were going in on him, and he just yeah didn't like yeah he just I think I think they just got in. I think we go back to what you know Bassett tactics. Yeah. It, I think it worked, didn't it? You just get one in on him early, and um, I think you're probably worried after that. And then we have. We have the first goal, the classic moment of Warris and Sheridan just running into each other, which is still amusing, even to the, even when you watch it back now. Like literally, both looking up at the sky and they just clash. Uh, and then Sheridan tries to get up, and then like. Days, he has to go back down and. And we're away. We've got like four on one or something. I remember like Pemberton's like right up with like Bryson, like right back. It weren't like the days of overlapping centre backs and full backs sort of thing. Bryson's effort's a bit shit, to be honest. Straight outwards. Well, I, I seem to remember something about this that um, a lad from here above us reckoned that his dad went to the same golf club as Bryson. And that Bryson's excuse for missing that was that he could hear Pemberton galloping up over his right shoulder, you know, because he was coming as backup. Yeah. And he was convinced it were like, I don't know, Nielsen or King or someone getting back. And he could right. hear him getting closer. So he just shit him. He wanted to take it on a few more steps, yeah. but he just shit himself and shot. And he was bloody Pemberton, thinking, <laughs> looking for glory. But it palmed it out and White House just puts it in. And I remember going absolutely berserk on this goal. Like, you know, 13 year old, just like, We've scored, we've scored against Wednesday at Cop yeah. like all talking, we what they're gonna do is we're, we're winning. Now you don't think about what's gonna happen rest of the game or anything like that. You just like we're winning against Wednesday, sort of thing. I just remember it. Not only that, it was pretty much bang on half time, weren't it? And you, you, you were pretty much, before, yeah. you pretty much thought we, you know, we, we've we've ended half time winning. You know, this goal went in, and we, you just, all at once you're thinking we're in at half time winning. We've scored against them. I'll take a draw now. <laughs> pretty much what what you think? It just but absolutely went berserk. It was just such an atmosphere that game. Uh, the second half, Wednesday had a bit of a spell, but Tracy made a couple of, you know, decent saves and we still kept winning the 50-50 stuff. We're still battling really hard. Um, and then we had a couple of chances and then uh, we scored the second from a corner. Um, Dean, sort of returning hero, uh, not the greatest of goals, but the fact that it goes through Chris Woods' legs just kind of makes it. And I do remember in the flash, flashing blade next month, there were pictures of like Chris Woods' legs as like the wicker archers. Um, which were, you know, uh, Dean describes it totally inaccurately. He, he says it's a quick corner, which it weren't. He says he sidesteps Sheridan, it's Phil King. And then he says Woods was going the wrong way. And then I'll have to go back. He completely gets it wrong, but um, <laughs> we'll forgive him for that. Um, and we sort of hold out fairly comfortably. Uh, there's a bit at the end when like, Whitehouse just shrugged Sheridan off on full time. It just kind of summed up the game. Um, we, we were just we were better than them. We're better than them. I'm not saying we played great football, but we battled hard and we deservedly won the game. Yep, could not believe it. Um, it just, just such a good day, weren't it? Because everything about it, even like the atmosphere, it was a really cold day. We we're a little bit misty as well, weren't it? We we're like quite yeah. atmospheric, and it just how it how it unfolded from them just like marauding forward first twenty to us by the end, as you say, just comfortably having won it. It was just such a good game. And of course, I, I played football just 
after that, I played for a team called Throstles then, and we went to play, and it, they changed all kickoff times, Sunday league games, because obviously the, the United Wednesday game in Chile, literally like 10 foot tall, walking into like dressing rooms and stuff, because we've got Wednesday fans uh, like who are in our team. Really, completely changed from this like shy kind of I'm not so sure to really cocky like really arrogant I think next day at school I, I, I'm sure one of us went in with a like scarf like United scarf or something I, I do remember yeah, it like, rings a bell. we had my, star specials with us as well might have even worn a shirt un, yeah, under the blazer I, I and then over top of your school shirt maybe yeah, Some, yeah. something's really out with over the top cocky like that yeah <laughs> no wonder what Wednesday fans say wait till we get you back at Hillsborough like probably right arrogant twats but, but you had to take it when you that. could we didn't yeah, we, yeah. we didn't think yeah. we are going to get that again and we're probably still in the back of our minds we thought we're still going to get relegated they're still going to stay up and they're going to beat us next time so we just, just got to take them when you can yeah and uh, I do, yeah, actually, I remember the Sheffield Star, especially that great picture of Jamie Hoyland, where he, they asked him to take a picture of him above the scoreboard with the, you know, like the the score, and he's got a scarf. Uh, just, just brilliant. One of my probably might be one of my top ten memories of you know game, memory games, if you want to call it that, I watching United just because we'd never played him before and what they were going to do to us, and we we upset the odds and just just superb. Yeah, fully agree. It says something there, and, and this isn't, you know, you can get memories that are from watching it again and again, and you think it's your memory, but it's not, it's from watching that. <clears throat> it's not. I clearly remember a lot of that, you know, a lot of the key moments from that game as I experienced them, and you can't say that for many games that you watched 30 years ago. And we we, we sort of got a bit of a lift from that, because the next week we went to Spurs and we, we won uh, 1-0, uh, and Gage came and scored. What was weird about Bassett, was it? It swapped team around even when we won games. Like he brought, he obviously must have brought Gage in for. I'm guessing Pemberton for that next game, and I can't recall Pemberton being injured in that Wednesday game. But later in the season, is it when Bobby Davison scored? You know, we'll come, in, we'll come on to that. He dropped him. I don't really know. He dropped him for yeah, the next game yeah. and brought Cork. And it's like, but because it were Bassett, you kind of know it's just sort of thing. He, he does sort of thing. It must have um, been some. He might have picked up an injury in training, or he's just you know he's had a falling out. We just. Yeah, just just make make things up on cop, wouldn't you? And, uh... Yeah. Uh, but then we, we we lost at QPR. Uh, Roy Wegley scored. I went to this one first game I'd been to, not with my dad, my mum's work friend. Remember, uh, she worked with a chef, and he and his mates. Oh, we'll, we'll take your son down. Like thirteen, it must have been a right pain from to like cart round Shepherd's Bush pub. But I remember like loving it, going in all pubs and stuff, and like proper like oh, I'm going going to away game. We all. Not that they're hooligans, but in my head they were because they were just they were, they were like twenties, thirties sort of thing. But yeah, we, we, I remember we lost with pretty shit. Um, but we were still down near the bottom. But we'd had a bit of a lift with a couple of wins, so we, we you know, we, we were up, upwardly mobile, I suppose. Yeah, and, and it just as you say, we, you, I think just that match just lifted us, didn't it? Cause to get a win at Spurs the next game. It white house again though, trying to he hung himself on net, didn't <laughs> he? Trying goal, to yeah. trying to nick that goal out wide, like nearly nearly like killed himself. Still didn't get a touch. But yeah, just that match and the fact they rushed out a video of it, didn't they? That, um, yeah. But Blaze Revenge were it, uh, as Blade if it were revenge. revenge for Boxing Day, like yeah. full match video, and I must have watched that. Like, like eleven years later, Blaze Revenge. It really expensive. I remember it like f- I remember it price fourteen ninety five. Yeah, fifteen quid for just ninety minutes of football. <laughs> we bought it though. Well, we did, and I watched it again. I probably got my money's worth out of it. I watched it so many times, and just even that, just everything about it, like that inflatable pig bouncing around in cop yeah. and 
they denounced Booker, aren't they, before the game? I remember that. Yeah, they were, he was buggering off and um, that angry mullet man on Copper End, like giving it big <laughs> one to camera and just, just all the things that stick in your mind and then, I don't know, White House's perm, everything yeah. about it is brilliant. And it, I think did he just give us a lift? We won that next game. Uh, yeah, we crap at QPR, but I think he just set us up for a decent-ish run. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the end of sort of, sort of November time, music-wise, I, I, the only thing I've put down, I put uh, Black or White, Michael Jackson. All I've put is the, he went really weird videos and some of the things he did. He, he would, you know, obviously fantastic performer, you know, art, artiste, if you want to call it, in the 80s. Even if you're not a fan of his, you recognise what he did for music and stuff. He just he started to go a bit weird, didn't he, at this point? Well, I think he'd always had his issues, hadn't he? And this is when he when he just really starts to frails. I think because no one's sort of holding back or whatever. I mean, the video there's like these like a black panther walks out and morphs into Michael Jackson. I remember people saying, Oh, amazing music video, look at the graphic, but he's still, even with all these amazing graphics, things he can do, like where he's you know morphing into panthers and stuff, he's there's still bits of him grabbing his crotch and like you know zipping his pants up and stuff. And it's like, Why, why you need to do that when you've got your multi millionaire, you put all these fantastic things on, we're still having to look at you and your leather. Like the pan. Look, and dropping a shimoning every now and again. We'd like. Every, every song. Leave it out. Just do one song without it. Uh, any, any, anything else music, TV wise? This point, I mean, we don't have to discuss just stuff every, every month. No, it's just, it's just what struck me again is I, I went through um, that official charts website. It's brilliant, isn't it? You know, it's got the the archive on it and I just went through the, the weeks just clicked through and looked at what was in the top 10 even top 20 and again it's just some of the really some really good dance music um, and then there's stuff like I don't know Manics and Charlatans and stuff coming out and again it's just it's just good stuff going under our noses and I'm just lapping up Vic Reeves still and <laughs> too unlimited it just uh, it just seems like a missed opportunity but we loved it at the time didn't we Pro- probably backed our books with it uh, you know Nick's posters out of smash it from yeah. my sister and uh well I've got I've got a, I've got a backing story co- coming up later. Have you? <laughs> um so we move on to December uh and you know the weather sort of changes uh, at that point as well and we talked about getting a bit misty I remember we, we beat Villa 2-0 Villa were a decent side that really frosty pitch it's sort of game that might not have gone ahead you know like later on a few yeah. years later but you kind of play obviously before under soil eating um because I remember, I think Villa goalie might have had, tr- it might be Nigel Spink, might have had trousers on. I remember, like, that was quite a novel, novel thing. Um, and two local lads scored. Mitch Ward scored his first goal for us, a, a sort of free kick, and then Whitehouse got a deflected effort. Um, main thing about the goal I've put is Mitch Ward punching Kevin Gage in his celebration. Well, quite right, too. He'd obviously, <laughs> obviously seen the future. Good. <laughs> Good month for anti-vaxxers <laughs> this one, actually, weren't it? Because I think Wright said Fred had another another single out. And I think later on this month, Oiland gets one as well. So, great month for anti-vaxxers looking back on it. What was weird, though, is Villa let Gage play. He were on loan yeah. from Villa to us. Oh, you can play and not cause any damage. Yeah, he's rubbish, him. <laughs> Real arrogance. Um, we, we draw at West Ham 1-1. The scandalous penalty. You can see it on the video where Tom Cowan just heads it 
about tracing. Ref gives a penalty for handball. Like, it's like ridiculous decision. Get VAR um, in. Well, and then this is the game when Gale tells Paul Beasley to fuck off and gets sent <laughs> off because Ref, Ref thought he was telling him to fuck off. <laughs> Remember that? It only happened to us, that sort of thing, wasn't it? And then when they're trying to recount it in like Sheffield Star and that, because it would quite, it's still a bit prudish then in media, isn't it? That you couldn't yeah. even imply that they'd said the F bomb. And, um, and so <laughs> trying to recount what had happened, it's, it's, it's said an expletive to um, to Paul Beasley. And just, <laughs> it only could happen to us, that sort of thing, couldn't it? Fuck and off, then bo- right. Boxing Day, we've got Ongo's commentary. It must be the sunniest Boxing Day I've ever, like, like baking hot. Like, what's, what's happening with weather? Yeah. We get absolutely hammered. Three, yeah, well, you, you know my feelings on Boxing Day games. I'd, I'd rather we were away at a ground I've been to, so I don't have to bother going, because I just... It's just... No exchanges playing commentary at home. We always use, after this, we always seem to play them away, so... Uh... yeah. But uh, then we, we score a lovely goal against Christoph. I put lovely goal v Palace, team goal, Hoyland header. No, it was. It was good. That stupid, again, shows the height of our stupid schoolboy idiocy that all we could talk about at school was how he did that stupid... He, like, sort of kneeled in midair when he headed it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. scoring. Never mind the fact that he scored a brilliantly planted header at the end of a great team goal because we didn't really score team goals, did we? We just scored scrambles and and and, and again we're going to come on to that because that soon turned around. We never scored good goals, we never got penalties, and we never scored good goals. Um, so never mind that we just scored a really good team goal. We just did you see how he how he did that header with his knees up? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we're, we're still still struggling. We're still. I should have got the lead position, Drew. That would have given it a bit of context. I'm just saying we're still struggling. We, we were near bottom. We weren't like, yeah. well, I think we were like bottom three still, still at this stage. Um, so uh, as, as that ends, uh, you know, uh, that, that year, 1991. Uh, Music-wise, I've put KLF. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of stood out to me at this point. Uh, just Justified an Ancient where they had this odd collaboration with sort of Tammy Gwinnett. seems really odd sort of combo but uh, really odd group KLF and quite good but like mixture of of genres they were sort of quite controversial really odd videos didn't they remember on top of the pops and the Brits they do things like tend to machine gun the audience and stuff and like dressing up and um, the jammers they were called the justified ancients of Moomoo yeah, they just they were, they were just an art project weren't they and they just got carried away too many drugs just got carried away with their own uh don't get me wrong, it was obviously interesting and quite exciting and a bit mental. But yeah, I think even he admits now, Drummond, doesn't he, that he regrets the million pound burning and um, <laughs> he'd pro- probably done a few things a bit different now since he got declared bankrupt a few years after that. Um, so yeah, just, just again, a weird time. Just like you say, this weird art house sort of pushing boundaries, collaborating with Tammy Wynette. Then at the, at the top of the charts above them at that time, you've got George Michael and Elton John duetting, which... Absolute yeah. dream um, for uh, for us Tufty Cup lads. We'd heard that belting out at Hull. He was uh, when we went to that game, uh, and George Michael's greatest hits were belting out. And so you've got that, I and mean, you've just got 
like you say, leftover pop. And then the day after the Derby game, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. You know that? So the de- literally the day after, because yeah. stuff came yeah. out on a Monday back then, didn't they? Not on a, not on a yeah. Friday as it does now. Yeah. Um, so just a real odd mix that month, uh, November into December. And then, yeah, your favourite queen got Christmas number one. Yeah, because that, that was all about kind of all about Mercury, wasn't it? As yeah. well, I think, wasn't it? Like, Touched she, on earlier, yeah. She, she and what's, what was you, what was unique about Chris, that Christmas number one at that point? You always get me with the quiz, so I'm getting you. No, no, no idea. Go um, at that point, it was the only one um, to be number one twice, the exact same song. Oh, really? Wow. There you Didn't go. You're learning something. Talking about sort of Christmas stuff, I, I always remember Christmas going on to TV and suppose films as well, but Christmas Day. Back when there was only four channels, you'd always have a big Christmas Day movie on. I, I remember that, like, and you know, those days you 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 would go to the cinema now and again, but it wasn't something you'd do a lot. And also, you you know, the videos you go and rent rent films out and stuff, but this you you'd, you'd have you'd have them from cinema to rental, and then TV. It wasn't like you know you, they'd come out and it, you'd actually sometimes not seen them or you'd seen them one sort of thing, and it was like. Remember, like, what, what film they're going to put on, what film they're going to put on. And often they'd, they'd get a bit tedious. They'd put something like Superman used to be on all the time. But they yeah. would put premieres on, like, on on, on, on Christmas Day. Uh, it, it, and everyone would watch it. Well, do you know what the films were that, that Christmas Day? No, go on. Because I have got them here, funnily enough. Oh, okay. So it wasn't the films normally after the Queen's speech now. Yeah. But it wasn't then because it was Only Fools and Horses at three o'clock. What was on the film was on at six o'clock. It was Batman, the Michael Keaton right. Batman on BBC One. I, yeah, it's we just like see it at the cinema at Crystal Peaks. So to say you were lying, you did you did go to the cinema <laughs> and see it. It wasn't a premiere for you. Just God. Christmas TV is brilliant, weren't it? Back then, it just you knew what you were getting. You just yeah. you just watch it all. Fools and, and Horses. Fools and Horses was always kind of. I mean, I love Fools and Horses, and again, I still think that's brilliant. Now, like you can watch it back, you can watch episodes, and it's still you know you still lolling as the, as the kids would say but always remember when they, they always brought out that christmas special and it were like it you you're like genuinely looking forward to it and th- this one was that one where they went to was it miami twice and it, it, it weren't the best this one they pretended they were like two dell boys but uh still you know just just love fools and horses what's your yeah. favorite uh, fools and horses character if you had to pick one favorite character yeah god it's tricky right? it's got to be trig probably i would say Trigger. Just yeah. for his lines, is uh, the classic, the, the the child naming one. If it's a girl, they're calling her Sigourney, after an actress. And if it's a boy, they're naming him Rodney, after Dave. <laughs> it's lines like that you can't, you don't get in comedy these days, do you? Probably for good <laughs> reason. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, so that, that concludes when, uh, 2021. That concludes 1991. <laughs> One there. So we move on to uh, New Year's Day with United. Then we go to Liverpool uh, and we lose. Dean Dean scores. It always seems to score against Liverpool. Like he had a really good record against against Liverpool. Um, we lose two one. There is a remarkable Tracy save from Ray Houghton where he's sort of going the wrong way and he sort of arches his back and sort of tips it around the post. Um, yeah. What, what I like most about that on the season review video is um, is Be- Beasley's little interview about it afterwards. I don't know why they picked him. Is it just because he's Wigan oh. semi scouse, whatever? Like, yeah, so. um, but 
he looks like an extra Hammer horror film, doesn't he? He's got like this slick back hair, like wearing this weird dark top. He looks like he's auditioning for Dracula. And he's, he's, he's not, again, he's not got the best voice for Intiazzi about it. He's just <laughs> mumbling about his save. He was going one way and then he saved it. Basically, a, co- a carbon copy of Dean's uh, on the woods, but he didn't save that one. Um, we, we then we beat Luton in the cup, but they don't they don't have the coverage, do they, for the cup games? They don't, they don't mention the cups at all. It's just like, like in a rapping. <laughs> um, but then we go to Southampton, and we we see the start of this incredible patch for Mike Zico Lake to give him his uh, his full name. Uh, game's sort of evenly poised at two-two. He plays like a ball in, really crap ball in that just gets played back to him. He's about, he is, you know, when they sometimes we say fully 30, he is 35 yards out. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a long way out. He absolutely twats it, like just boots it toe end and it just straight into top corner. Tim Flowers, isn't it? Southampton goalie, yeah, yeah. like amazing goal. Like never seen him do anything like this before, Lake at all. In fact, he'd been pretty average. You know? I don't even know why Bassett were playing him. It was not like he'd, he'd done much in any games. And then he scores this just ridiculous goal. Well, I, yeah, like you say, just it's almost like he put the, that pass in and it got sort of headed back out to him. And he just thought, I can't be arsed with this again. And it's just like a lazy swing of the leg. And mentioned it earlier, we just, at that point, it's kind of at that age as well when you're watching football. It's kind of important that the goals are good and that it looks good, and you know you you you're just starting to buy into all that football culture side of things that you know fanzines and kits looking good, and but also that you want to see your team on goals on Sunday or whatever scoring really good goals because like you went all your Wednesday fans are going, oh you might you might have, Dean scored that goal, but it was just a scrambler again, weren't it? And you wanted to see good goals. We never scored them, and then he just pops up. Like, like you say, formerly average, not even average, shit midfielder, pretty much, and he just suddenly starts just belting them in. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about his other goals in a bit, but the, the thing I I kind of thought of this, and it you know it reminds me of John Lundstrom, basically <laughs> done nothing for like no, but hear me out, he'd done nothing for like a couple of years, in and out of the team, fringe player, not really like what we bought this guy for. And then gets in the team and just went goes on this unbelievable run like Lundstrom did start last season, scoring yeah. goals, involved like n- new player like out of nowhere, and then goes shit again <laughs> and then disappears from trace. Sort Got of better air than Lundstrom, more. Well, yeah, but yeah, I just thought it's a bit bit of a bit of a Lundstrom. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this game is when you you forget Brian Marwood plays for us as well. He suddenly pops up and scores, but also looked really good. Like for one of the goals, he just. Yeah. Brings a ball out of like from it does, yeah. sky, it just brings it down beautifully and lays it off. But this game as well is where it really shows how Simon Clark were phoning in his um, his commentaries. It obviously read some notes beforehand. He knew who scored the goals. They put the video in front of him and he just pretended to go through the motions. Because on this one he goes Marwood because he thinks Marwood's going to score because he's obviously read that Marwood scores, but it doesn't go in. And then he goes, oh, and Dean. And now Marwood scores. He just, he just it, it, it's the most boring, like tacked on in like commentary. You might as well have had Kilmer spoiling it for you again, just telling you up front what happens. And we end the month beating Norwich one 0 And this was the I don't remember this was days before teams named subkeeper. You only had two subs, so you yeah. couldn't waste one of your two subs on a goalie. And Brian Gutt, 
Sun, whose who son Angus has uh, just recently re-signed for, for Norwich. Um, he goes off injured. I think he he's back or something. He, go, he went off probably about the hour mark, maybe before that, really second half. It, it'd been injured. Again, yeah. I've only just remembered this. It hurt his back and they had physio on a few times. And if you remember yeah. when play were apart in our goal, you know, they got a corner or whatever, yeah. it were like hanging off stanchion in like net trying to stretch his back. Like really bizarre as if that's going to help him. Like, really, like hanging off crossbar. And yeah, they eventually took him off and Beckford went in. And he, he actually made a few saves, didn't he? Yeah, we, we were shit. We, like, we had about 25 minutes score passing. We couldn't, we didn't put any shots like really like why are we putting shots in and we score a pretty scrappy goal Bryson scores a goal we, we, we get a win we get a 1-0 win so we've had a we've had a, a good month two, two wins from, from three I think it was and um, we saw I think we've just moved out of the, the relegation slots at that point and you know overall from where we were that Wednesday game was kick-started us and whilst we've lost some games we've, we've won as many as we've lost and we're sort of move, moving up the league at that point yep yeah, really good. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, Tracy were coming into his own as well at that point as well. I think he were really, with that Liverpool game, he obviously looked brilliant. And yeah, obviously he'd had his moments. He's, uh, <laughs> I think he'd been sent off as well, hadn't he? And um, yeah, he's rocking horse brains, I think. Um, Bassett Great described him as a couple of times through his career. But yeah, it's such, such a good goal. And um, I think it was just all starting to come together, weren't it? For, for music this month, I've, I've put down, it's time when I think, was it Stay Shakespeare's Sister? Stay with me. You'd better hope and pray that you make it safe back to your own world. You'd better Number one, we've also got, I don't know whether it would be Queen tribute song, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah. Yeah, as I say, the threads were climbing back up as well, weren't they? And <laughs> Deeply they were, yeah. dippy. Sorry? Deeply dippy. Uh, no, I think we don't talk, just kiss this time. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I think there or thereabouts. And yeah, they were just, again, there were, they were lots of... Um, Around this time and later, just lots more stuff from films as well. Again, like Adam's yeah. Family stuff. Right, like MC Hammer doing an Adam's Family song, and it wasn't called MC Hammer. Then. It was called Hammer by that point, wasn't it? Yeah, MC. good point. Good point. <laughs> um, I think Guns N' Roses are having a bit of another renaissance because they got yeah. some music in Terminator yeah. Two, which were obviously it's summer, and yeah, it was just again, just so such weird times. I think. God gave rock and roll to you, I think that being in Bill and Ted. It was just like loads yeah, of crap Bill, like that hanging around. Bogus journey, I think. Yeah. And uh, TV films, I, I've got, this is where when Fresh Prince of Bel-Air came out in the UK. It came out in America in 1990, but um, again, uh, sort of that BBC two slot, sort of six o'clock, half past six. Yeah, six six till about seven, weren't it? They used to have this um, sort of stuff on. But I, I mean, Will Smith was a, he was sort of a broke rapper. He'd not really, Summertime came out after he got the, the, the acting job for Fresh Prince. So he, he kind of wasn't really doing much. He, you know, he, he was struggling and they, they cast him in this. And uh, I, I remember as a kid, I, I loved it. I thought it was like, it was cool. It was like funny. And again, you can look back at this and it's, it's still quite good now. It's not amazing, but it's still quite good. And it was like nothing we'd ever seen before, like America and, you know, it, just really good, really good characters as well. 
Yeah, um, and I'm sure I bet you can remember every word to the rap still. I can. I'm not going to recite it on here, but uh, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> um. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. But uh, one fact about that is, you know Jeffrey the butler. Yes. Uh, he went to university in Sheffield. You've just made that up. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've, 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 I, he went to the University of Sheffield. Really? Yeah. Can I ask what did he study? Have you not got that information? I think I assume drama and stuff because he, he was obviously a British actor and he'd, uh, he, he, he did a few plays at like, Crucible I see him when he was younger and stuff and then he, he got he got in at RADA and he kind of went from there. But yeah. True story. Which halls did he stay on? Stay in? Did he go to Freshers Week? I've not got that. Pajama jump. Did he do that? <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's something you've 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 learned today. I have learned that. Um, so we'll move on to February, and things get things get really good for United now. I've, all I've put here is great month. Twelve goals in three games. Amazing goals. Um, you said it before. United didn't tend to score great goals, um, but this from pretty much Christmas onwards, it's just every month, like there's goal of the month. Like, we probably would have had 15, 10, 15 goals that are better than any goals we scored last season. I mean, the yeah. fact is we didn't score more than 10 or 15 goals last yeah. season. Yeah. But just, I mean, we start off, we play Forest and we win. I didn't go to this one. Um, I went to Forest five or six times during this era, or sort of 90s, 2000, never saw us win. Every time I, I didn't go, did win. Like five two, that two 0 with Hodges Clough's last game, just uh, just complete curse on on United. Jonah, Have you ever Jonah. seen him at Forest? I've seen us draw at Forest. I think that's the best I've seen. But Lake scores another worldy. This sort of overhead, over the shoulder volley, sort of yeah. from across. It's like ridiculous. Um, Roy Roy Keane scores. That's how good Forest team were. Roy Roy Keane scores. And then Gannon scores with this right footer from like 30 yards where he sort of just cushions it right into the top corner. And uh, old COVID boy gauges over to like inspect his foot, isn't he? Like, is it, is it your right, right foot? Yeah, and even better than that was Hodges' interview afterwards when uh, he actually says something <laughs> oh, yeah. on the lines of, Gannon, right foot, just go to show. If you, if you use it more often, you might actually score goals. <laughs> Bryson scores again, always popping up, Jock with goals. And then Bradshaw, who always gave Pierce a difficult time, and Dean scored. We end up winning, winning five two. Um, just fantastic win. Like I remember, like listening on radio and like telling me, "Dad, we're we're four one up, Dad, or whatever it was." They were like, "Shut up!" I didn't believe me. We're like, because <laughs> they were like unheard of. Because we, we didn't win many games like at this level, and we just hammered a, a pretty good team. Forest always in top half. Forest seemed to be. Yeah, another Teletech special for me. This one, like yeah. looking, looking on. Uh, Did you not get Radio Alan or Chef? I didn't. I never. I never liked to listen to commentaries. I think I'll put, put off by my dad, who just said they get too excited <laughs> when they're just going over halfway line. And then once he said that, you can't get it out of your head when they are going. Oh, you know, because they start talking faster as things mm. hot up. But and then the, and then you realise they are nowhere near goal, and it just pissed me off. So I never you still on about football. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are your VHS tapes, aren't they? The time. 
My special interest pirate videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we go on to, we beat uh, Man City 4-2 at home. Pretty good Man City sides. Peter Reid, Niall Quinn, David White, Steve McMahon, Keith Curl. I mean, people might mock some of those, but they were all international players. Some of them coming towards the end, quite a veteran side. Lake scores another this sort of death loop finish. And I don't know whether it meant... It was a cross. <laughs> it was a cross. Come it's on. ridiculous. So loops it into the corner. Um, only that... I, I, it, the kids would say that he was on flames at this stage. Like, everything he touched went in. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. White House scores a really good goal as well. Like, clean cherry volleys it past uh, Tony Coton. Um, we're playing really well at this point. We're firing in the goals and we're, we're moving up the league. Yeah, I mean, and the stupid thing is the thing I remember about that um, White House goal was someone scoring a very similar goal on tennis courts. Like, and I remember our Brian Gale, I, I did a big clearance. <laughs> Stuart Cooper flicked it on as Brian Dean, and uh, Lee Towell left footed as White House past Tony Coton, which were probably, I don't know, Nelly or Vernon or someone. <laughs> clearly, the things you remember, and I just yeah. tag it onto United games like that, and just, just a good time, weren't it? Just scoring good goals, winning easily, and yeah, what a team. Really, really good good month. Uh, they don't bother showing the cup again. Again, um, We lose, we lose fifth round at Chelsea. I remember Vinnie Jones and Bradshaw having like a bit of a scrap in that, bit of a coming together and we lose 1-0. And also, not on the video, but we play New Zealand a few days later uh, and we win 4-2. And I just thought, you don't play countries very much as club sides. Can you ever recall United playing countries at all in your lifetime? Did we not play someone like Lithuania? Someone? Latvia. We Latvia. played Latvia and Warnock were there and lost 1-0. We played a few like selective levers like Trinidad, Tobago and teams like that. And then a long time ago in history, we played like Danish and Israel levers. But there's only Latvia, I recall. recall. But yeah, we played New Zealand. You know, Bassett, you look at the... You know the Clabra books where it's got all the fixtures and then it says yeah. like other games. We just play random teams like mid- we'd play like Liverpool on a Saturday and then it'd take us down to like Weymouth for a testimonial on Tuesday and he'd play half at first team. It's like no wonder we like struggling. Like, what, what are you doing? Keep them fit, keep keep their eye in. Ridiculous. Um, but then we, we lose at Luton, uh, not not a great result there, and then we draw with QPR. So we're still in a bit of trouble. We've not We've not quite had the run we had the previous year where we win every we won almost like every game, didn't we? But because we'd not quite had as bad a start, we can kind of cope with you know lo- losing our odd games sort of thing. Um, music this month, I've, I've, you already touched on it. I've put Nirvana. Well, I put Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I put Nirvana, Come as You Are, and Pearl Jam Alive. Um, just that kind of grunge era, and just. But again, at the time, I did like Pearl Jam at the time. I can say that. Hand on heart, I, I was a big Pearl Jam fan, but didn't you really did. know much about Nirvana? I think I think you got into Pearl Jam a, a little bit after this because of a, which basketball player really loved them. Uh, Sean played for Seattle Super. That's him. Which, yeah, uh, and and I remember you getting into Pearl Jam. You 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 got heavily into Prince and Pearl Jam at the same time. Bizarrely, about a year after this. Um, but yeah, so many like all all the grunge bands were releasing you know some of their major albums around this time and. Um, yeah, I mean, James had some good stuff out around this time, yeah. and um, like again, Mannix and Wedding Present, and you know, stuff like that, proper indie good stuff, and, and some good rock music. And 
yeah, there's always listening to. By Wet 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 and whatever Kylie Minogue's got out at the time. So it's it's a missed opportunity. And I think I'm just looking now, Ride had a top 10 hit around that time. I never yeah. knew who Ride were until about 10 years ago. I, I do remember Pearl Jam. You, you remember that, obviously, their, Alive was their debut single for the first time, 10, and they had the album cover where they all had the hands up sort of thing, like, you yeah. remember the, the album cover. I remember the cover on the album was like a poster, I remember a real quandary, like, because it, like, what do I put the poster up? Do I keep it as like the answer? I back my PE GCSE folder with it. <laughs> <laughs> Complete like waste of it. But I remember everyone, oh, that looks good. That looks good. Oh, great. I've just, all I've got is the shitty CD case now. You've wasted no it. Cover. <laughs> no, 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 no track the history. Yeah, it's going to get binned in it after, after no time. Yeah. And I, I've Put TV films, uh, it was Wayne's World at this time. I've, I've mentioned Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, a follow-up track for Adventure, with that sort of era of film. I've got to be honest, I weren't a big fan of Wayne's World. I know, obviously, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody spoke about films, um, you know, and the, the, the music they inspired, but I don't know. I, I didn't, even at the time, I weren't thinking, oh, this is really funny or cool, but everyone I, seemed to love it. I lapped up Wayne's World and Bill and Ted, Did I have you? to say. I think I was just a juvenile idiot. I loved all that sort of stuff. I mean, I say it proves you were wrong. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Um, all that sort. Of, I mean, there were, there were quite a lot of good films out around that time. Not not that we probably watched any of them. I think I just watched all the. I mean, Naked Gun two and a half were out, which I liked that sort of stuff. But I just yeah, lapped up any yeah. anything that was just stupid humour. Yeah. There was some there was some good stuff out around that time that we just again passed me by. Um, I think Point Break came out around that time and stuff like yeah, that. But I was just I was too busy lapping up daft comedies. Did you know that this, uh, they originally wanted to use Guns N' Roses song for the headbanging scene, but Mike Myers demanded Bohemian Rhapsody even if threatening to quit the production unless it was used. But Freddie Mercury who died a few months before the film's release apparently saw the headbanging scene and found it hilarious and approved the song for you. Excellent! Excellent stats once again. You're coming out with them all today. <laughs> So we move on to March and we're back to the, well, this was going to be uh, Wednesday getting their own back on us. Uh, so we're back to Hillsborough and they build it up. They, they were like third in the league, third or fourth. They're going for league, weren't they? They were yeah. Leeds and Man U and they were right on their tails. And, you know, we were still struggling and the, wait, wait till we get you back to Hillsborough. I remember kids, it's wait till we get back to Hillsborough. It'll be embarrassing. You know, we'd had it all first game. Wait till we be, now wait till we get you back. Um, but yeah, it didn't quite work like that. I mean, we'd signed Bobby Davis and Alan Cork on the eve of that game. Davison went straight in. We we tried since the Garner left. We tried Bryce and Little John. We never really had a proper strike, so we'd signed a couple. Um, we got Paul Rogers uh, playing on his second game. It, it's I mean, again, he signed from Sutton, non-league, and went straight into the first division. He's like ridiculous, straight into the first division. Like, didn't you have to give up his job as? As a stockbroker, yeah. Then straight into first division. Bassett, he'll do a job. He'll be all right to do a job. It's like, no, Dave, we need quality <laughs> players. And as it, it turned out, it were fine. <laughs> it was. It, it did. I do recall someone saying behind me on cop, problem with Rogers is he's too fit. <laughs> he can be too fit. Because he were when he was like a proper up and down yeah, midfielder. Was, yeah. um, and again, that's the kind of player Bassett wanted. And, and the fact that he, he just 
United have always done this. No matter who manager is, we, sign, we just seem to think, right, we need we need a striker. Let's sign three of them. <laughs> just, just, just need one good one. Now we just get two old ones. I mean, we'll come on to your recollection of this game. You, you remind me every, pretty much every week of my life <laughs> that I didn't go to this one because I thought we'd lose and you went with your dad and obviously I regret it. Um, what, can you? Why did we play in yellow shirts and white shorts when we got red shorts? Any, I've no any, idea, but, but but we knew before the match, didn't we? Because do you, do you remember at this time they were a big thing about balloons? I knew we were in yellow, but why white shorts? Well, I don't. Well, because they had black shorts and red. Yeah, red obviously red too shorts, similar to black. I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> Kitman had forgot, same as he forgot shorts for the for the home we game. Get him back on, get get John Greaves back on, see what the reason were. We had him on, didn't we? If you listen we did. to that Kitman, we missed a trick there. Asking why the hell did we wear white shorts in that game? Just I don't know. He'll probably they probably not remember. Will he? He'll just say it psych him out. It looked horrible, didn't it? So what? So what? What were your thoughts of this evening? Did you go? I. I I've not, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but I went to this game. Um, I listened on the radio. My my second ever away game, this one. Yeah, we supporters bus ran a bus. Um, so, my dad, I, my dad said, oh, yeah, we're going to that. I didn't even have to ask him. Yeah, we'll go to that. So, um, yeah, I, it just seemed it just seemed a bit alien going to Hillsborough as well because we're from, what would you say, east, southeast, south, south, southeast. I don't know. I, I, around this time, I, I gave up scouts as well. So if I'd have kept it up, I'd have probably had a better grasp of my compass points. But and obviously, Billsborough's sort of north northwest. I'm going to say, um, and it's completely opposite ends of the city to us. And I'd barely been there, you know, obviously because I didn't get selected for student games. Um, so, so yeah, it was just it just like all seemed a bit alien going going down partway, but then veering off to right and going up to Hillsborough, and it was pissing it down and. I didn't have a good feeling about it, like you, and I just, I just couldn't see getting anything out of it. Got there, got into we're top tier of Leppings Lane, very back row. Didn't sit down all night, and yeah, just got off to a brilliant start, didn't we? I would, I would brick in myself, but ground filled up. Obviously, brilliant under lights. We always say this; it just always seems to be better under lights, doesn't it? And yeah, just my, my nerves were put put to rest pretty quick by Mister Whitehouse. I remember Roland Nielsen, brilliant right back, really classy player. Um, but Whitehouse again always causing problems and sort of nipped in on him and, and scored. And then Woods' cock up started early in this game. <laughs> he, 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 a long ball from, uh, I think, is it Bradshaw that it, it's a, a sort of diagonal and he, he comes out and just a really simple take, just like just fumbles it. Yeah, just. I don't know what he's doing there, and the Davison sort of lap, sort of smashes it in, and like we're two 0 up in fifteen minutes. It's like ridiculous. Like this is the game they were they'd been talking about for months. They're going to get his own back. They're going to hammer us, and we're two 0 up in fifty. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I, I was just up, like say off off my seat all night. Just we're just banging the seats, like making like an absolute proper hooligan like stuff, just smashing seats around, and never stop singing all night. Um, what st- stands out in my mind though is not being there with that Davison first goal is John Elm's commentary because I'd never heard the phrase that he got the rub of the green before and I was convinced he said the rubbery green and I had no <laughs> idea what he was on about. He got the rubbery green. I'm like, what is he on about? Is this some sort of drug reference? <laughs> <laughs> and I was convinced that I had no idea what he was on about. And then listening to the season review, again, it's like he's just done his research and then just said any old shit. Um, 
Simon Clark, he, he says something very similar. He says something about um, a rub of the ball, which again doesn't make sense. <laughs> also, sounds a bit homoerotic. Um, John Helm commentary is better from this one. When he yeah, calls definitely. The, the Wedderners did. The, the Wedderners did. He, he puts about three or four syllables in where they shouldn't be. Like, oh, there's Jeffy Wedderners Day. Uh, I mean, we're, we're tuning up, getting at half time, and then they they come back. Phil King gets a, a lucky def- deflected goal, sort of free kick that sort of spoons in, and you're like, oh, here we go. They, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. But we score not long after that. I think. Um, you know, it's it's not too long after that, and a brilliant cross from Gannon, just beautiful left foot cross. Davison flicks it on, you know, scored two on his debut, and we could have had more. Remember, was it uh, Woods drops one through his legs, doesn't he? Like a he routine did, yeah, cross, yeah. and Hodges, all he's got to do is just put it in net. He tries to cross it. It's like, what are we doing? Just put it in net, man. He crosses it in. It would have been four one, um, and the dead gone by that point, absolutely gone. And driving rain, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely pissing it down. Yeah, just just superb. And yeah, from I mean, from Davison's goal, which what like middle at second half, we just never looked like losing. Yeah. We just quite comfortable after that. And I just remember standing there on final whistle, obviously clapped them all off and that, and then just standing there, just big smile on my face. Couldn't couldn't believe it. Walking down steps and this bloke just giving leaflets out. I can't remember what was on him now, but it was obviously something about pig roast or you know whatever and he just he was sending these leaflets out with some gags and stuff on it and poems and that and he just went to me enjoy school tomorrow son and he gave me this leaflet and i wish i'd i wish i'd still got it because i'd love to know what absolute bullshit preemptive bullshit were on it but, but it was it was the times well you'd you like we spoke about you'd have like your star specials next morning big specials but they'd make like i remember buying a, a mug like they got the two scores on it. We bought the videos, but I got yeah. a mug. I got a and they had those uh, stalls, didn't they, outside Bram Lane that had T-shirts on Dean Machine and Derby, like I said, pig roast and everything. Loads of like homemade T-shirts. And you'd love it. You'd be, oh, I want one of them, Dad, sort of thing. I mean, they'd look probably tacky at time. Uh, I remember taping the Radio Sheffield phone in that night and I kept it for years. I still had it probably like, no, well, not recently, but I had it for like probably 10 years after on a, on a tape. And like, like you know, uh, Robert Jackson did Radio Sheffield, praise, original praise of Grumble. Yeah. And you'd, like, you'd have all uh, United fans phoning in and then some Wednesday fans. Phone. It just, I remember calls, like I'd listened to back to it so many times. Uh, I remember Trevor Francis was just not that magnanimous. He were like, we gifted him got no no you didn't you gifted us one goal where Woods spooned it out the other two were well made goals yeah like well goals it was just really like bitter Francis I remember like me and my dad laughed fuck off Francis well I didn't swear but like really like annoyed with him sort of thing it was like a late night Yorkshire uh, program weren't it on that like John Elm comment yeah yeah I think I think I, one way I just I think I got in and my dad weren't bothered. He just said, you know, like normally it'd be off to bed with you. But I just, I think we got in and it was just starting as we got in and we just watched it again. Um, yeah, we're a bit tired the next day at school, but. And we just loaded it over him, didn't we? Oh, again. Yeah. We knew we'd got, we'd got a, a year, like before we played, like, you know, quite a long time before we play him again. So we, we could go all in this time. Exactly. Yeah. Years a long time when you're at school and it like yeah. months yeah. seem like years and it just drags on. And yeah, we just, we knew we got him and, yeah, just absolutely brilliant. And, and I know I love this over you, but it is it's my top yeah. definitely top three, probably top two. And it's it's fine for best game I've ever seen United in. I still I'd probably obviously didn't go so I'd probably put Forest the four three as you know 
possibly my best ever game. Yeah, that's what it's fine with. It's, it's literally between those two. I love that Ipswich game the other day, and that's not other other day, other year. Not just because it's recent, but you know, my son were there, and and we got promoted pretty much at home, and it didn't didn't, but it, we were pretty much up. That that was a, a really good good day as well. Uh, I remember going to that Man U game at home next game. I was like buzzing because we beat them and it were like got Man U coming down. Man U were like going for the league and we went 1 0 up. Dean scored against Michael and uh, we lost in the end. I remember Court missing an absolute sitter. Oh, we see yeah. it on the video. It's just like back passes hit to Michael. It's like awful. Just didn't have the energy to do anything with it, did he? I think. <laughs> Near um, the game. Then, Dean's out again, and Whitehouse plays up front next game. You remember this? Played up front at Chelsea, scores two two goals, and we yeah. win two one at, at Chelsea. Really empty Stamford Bridge, and we again we're in a really good like we've moved up, we're well away from relegation places at this stage. And then another you know, really memorable game we played Liverpool at Bramble Lane, and Liverpool were not quite the team they were. You know, they, but they were only two years from being champions, but they still got Rush, Howe, and Mulby. They've got young players like McManaman coming through. Uh, Tracy's injured again. He's, he's injured a lot, Tracy, isn't he? Like, just out different points. Well, it would a brave goalkeeper, but reckless, let's say, just constantly getting injured from... Probably got injured in training for some stupid stuff as well. So, Bassett signs a, a lad that no one had heard of from Watford, a reserve goal called Mel Reed, 25,000, which again... All right, the, you know, going back some time, but it was, that's not a lot of money even back in them days. It's like, why are we buying these like bargains? So we need a proper keeper who's going to come in. I don't know where Phil Kite had gone. He'd flown away at this stage. Stuck um, in a tree. Do you know when he made his debut for Watford in 1987 at the age of 20, he set the record for the youngest footballer to play in all four divisions of the English Football League? Excellent! Stop. Did not know that either. Um, and obviously, we, we know the, the sort of tragic events, what happened to, to him after. Uh, again, it's a bit like the kind of the Freddie Mercury thing. I didn't know, like, it was only a year later when he died, like 14 months after he made his debut, which, like, in my head, I thought it was like a couple of seasons. I knew he got injured like, against Leeds and this season, and I knew we found out over that summer he'd, he'd got cancer. And I thought, but I thought, and we knew about the semi final coming out. But, like, yeah, just over a year. Yeah, it was quick, wasn't it? And it even seemed quick to me at that age, with it yeah. being announced, then him walking out of Wembley and it just gone. Just... And it was like a month, I think pretty much a month later after he'd come out of Wembley in that semi-finally. It was like yeah, towards the end of May, I think he died. It was just like... It's horrible, really. Yeah, I remember it being a like, look north and being like, just shocked. Like, literally just couldn't speak. Like, me and my dad was like, what? Like, I mean, we didn't know whether he was ever going to play for us again. But he was just like, what? But yeah... But on this, going back to the, his, his debut, was like he was unbelievable. And we're going to talk about Dean's goals, but Gale and Beasley were making so many cock-ups in this game and he just kept bailing them out with like save after save. Some of the saves were just like, like out of this world stuff. That one where Beasley tried to chip him. <laughs> Gale, yeah. Gale. It just, Gale, yeah. Gale, sorry. Yeah, Gale tried to chip him. It's like, A, what's Gale doing there? B, how do you even predict or react to that? And it just, unbelievable. Yeah, and, just superb. And, and um, this has been talked about quite a few times. And I think it got mentioned on the forum or on Twitter the other week. Someone said, oh, who's your best ever um, debut, debut for United? And everyone's raving about all these. Quite a lot of people going for like quite recent players. People start mentioning Davison. And I say, yeah, he's, he's my number two. But the number one is in the same month. And it is this game. I think... Yeah. I'd say debut. this and Babakis. Babakis against Sunderland was like incredible as well. Like, yeah. I've never seen a player like that. So I'd say those two were... Yeah, quite, quite, 
close, really. But yeah, just brilliant. And then at the other end, uh, we score another probably. You know, the, for me, the goal of the season. I know Lake has scored that stunner, but I'd never, I'd never quite seen United score a goal like this. Grobbler, Bruce Grobbler, went on one of his walkabouts. He used to do at this time. Dean sort of robs him, and you know, good forty yards out, just chips it. And like on the cop, it seemed further out. It seemed like you were like halfway line. Okay. I know when you're watching now, it, it weren't as far out as that, but it was like he's had a shot from there. But I remember it dropping, and like I thought, it's gone over, but it's not going to go in. Like I remember, like getting up, and then it just dropping. I remember Steve Nick running back, net like billowing, and it was like I'd, I'd never seen a goal quite like that live. I know we've seen loads since Rooney and Beckham have scored goals like that, but see a Sheffield United player, my era, score a goal like that, it's like it's just brilliant. I don't think I'd seen many at all. Never mind live. It was just yeah, just yeah. And, and we keep saying this, we just never scored. Goals like that as Sheffield United, and then to to get a few, and then to get that, which to me is probably, I mean, Michael Brown scored a few since, and you know volleys and things like that. But I think that still ranks as the best goal at the lane for me. Just yeah, no, I, I loved it. I, I remember in the commotion of celebration, someone picking up some car keys and giving them to my dad and saying, "Oh, I think you've dropped these." And my dad like, "Oh, thanks a lot, pal." Sort of thing, like put in his pocket. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Got back to the car. Like, got his car keys out and then realised he got two sets of car keys. <laughs> I remember, like, like, Dad, you idiot. Like, so he basically got some else's car keys. Didn't even check the keys. Just like, what an idiot. I don't even know. I think he just went, I think he'd like, he didn't, I think he just drove home and then, like, handed him in next week or something. Like, I feel like now, like, next game, just took him into Bramall Lane, like, ticket office or whatever. So I found these car- I said I found these car keys. No, you didn't. You were given them. You nicked them. In, uh, in fairness, in fairness, fate got its revenge about what eight yeah. or nine years later when he when he oh, lost yeah. him. When we went to yeah. that you, you won that box for the Stockport yeah. game, was it? Yeah, and he left him on top of his car, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, and Dean scores a, a brilliant second goal as well, power and scale, sort of shrugs players off. So dummies grob grobbler goes around him. Um, but do you know what's weird about this game? We had Dean Cork and Davison all playing. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, people are going to say that, you know, Slab's the first one to give us 4 3 3. That's it, <laughs> playing any old crap. Who's playing wearing that? They're definitely all playing because if you think about it, Cork was involved in that chance first and Davison ran down, grab, but they're all playing, all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Davison wearing seven or something, weren't they? Like really yeah. weird. So, Midfield, I, a schema. <laughs> yeah, just. He just, as we say, he just picked whatever he felt like that week, didn't he, Bassett? I think he just looked at him in training, decided he were up for it and just picked yeah. him regardless. Um, so, yeah, great win. We were on a fantastic run. And then yeah. we go to Villa. We, sh- we should have won this game. We got pegged back at the death with a late goal. But Gage scores a, a brilliant goal where he sort of comes around a player, sort of gets it out of his feet eventually. And it's sort of dipping left foot shot. Just br- another fantastic goal. Yeah, just Yeah, just goals we don't score. Really crap celebration. But yeah. But, <laughs> running uh, away, no, flapping um, his arms around. Yeah, so we, 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 at this point, we're not losing very much. We, we're drawing the odd one and winning mostly. We're just sort of flying up the league. Uh, music from around this period. I've, I've put Life of Riley, Lightning Seeds. I don't know whether that's because of the match of the day, probably the next season where they played this, but I've put Money Don't Matter, Two Night Prince. Um, I put a dance song that I really like, Sweet Harmony, but... Uh, Liquid. I'm not really, never really been into dance or house stuff, but uh, th- this is a, a corker of a song, really good song. 
songs that stand out to you at this era? No, because I, I mean, like I said, we're looking through the charts, and what what sh- what it shows you is, we say it's the golden era for charts, and things could slowly move up. They also stuck around like a bad smell <laughs> forever, didn't they? I mean, that Shakespeare's sister song's day were a yeah, good song, but it was number one for like weeks, yeah. weren't it? And they just just the top ten just stay pretty static all the time, and. I mean, looking back on it now, come as you are out around this time, and um, bloody deeply dippy were <laughs> sliding its way into the charts. But again, there was just some brilliant stuff around. But I wasn't listening to it at that point. I was just still <laughs> grinning my way, grinning and bearing. Um, finally, by CC Peniston and crap like that. That's probably one of the it's, better ones. It's, it's okay. Things, and, it, you know. and in fairness, there was quite a lot of good dance music around at this yeah, time. Like you say, yeah. you, you know, that one, that Sweet Harmony one, that I, yeah, it's quite good, that one. I quite like it. I, I liked one that was out a few months previous to this. Um, K-Class Rhythm is a Mystery. Just Yeah, no, no, no. You, just you, some you, just me, right. dance music at this time. Just really good. Well, okay, yeah. I, I, a few years after, I used to, like, Dave, Dave Pierce's dance anthems. I used to come back from uni, uh, or going back to uni on a Sunday night, I used to get a train on National Express. I always used to have Dave Pierce's dan- dance anthems on, sort of thing. Uh, and they'd play a lot of this stuff around 96 time, but they'd play a lot of the older stuff. Yeah, from, from the classics. Uh, TV films, I, I've put down, a, a, again, it's very biased because it's all about favourites, but I've put White Men Can't Jump, um, which, uh, I mean, obviously... People might know from listening to these pods. I am a big basketball fan, uh, and look, it's not a. There are some better basketball films. Who's Years, Hoop Dreams, in terms of storylines and 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 sort of you know how it's made. But um, I did love this film. You know, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, the backdrop is the streets, courts of L.A. Um, you know, it's the interaction I think between the two characters as much as the. You know the the film just really good back and forth, good soundtrack. The basketball's good actually. Uh, it's, it's sort of well played out. It's not they they use a lot of former street ball and NBA players. A guy called Mark Johnson, uh, Marcus Johnson, who played in the in the league. So uh, just just a really good good film. Uh, yeah, that's the key for me as well. Good sport in a sport film, getting the sport yeah. right is difficult. I mean, you look at this, or you look at when Saturday comes, and. <laughs> They're not, they're not even, well, they're not even, I was going to say they're not even the same, same sport, never mind the same league. They're not the same sport, obviously. Ridiculous comment. Um, but, yeah, it's just get get that right, you're halfway there with a the sports film. And this this did it. Just I remember you lending it to me, it's probably about a year. You got it on video when it came out, and you lent it to me, it's probably about a year after this, and grudgingly liking it. Because, um, obviously... Never really heard like trash talking. I'd heard the phrase trash talk at the time. So I was getting into basketball, but like the 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 lines. I mean, the, the, some of the there was one bit between two characters, Junior and Walter, where Junior says, "Your mother's so poor." I saw her kicking cans. I asked her what she said she was doing, and she said, "Moving." And then, uh, he replies with, "Your mother's so old she used to drive chariots to high school." And Junior comes back with, "Your mother's so fat when she fell over, she broke her leg and gravy poured out." Walter comes back with, I told you, Mother Tractor age, and the bitch dropped dead. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Like, you're like, like childish, but superb trash talking lines, sort of thing. And it, all the way through the film and stuff like that. Again, right up our street, childish. Um, and inspired us to, to make a movie. 
We did. It was a few years later, wasn't it? But we yeah. borrowed someone's camcorder, uh, <laughs> went round someone's house where they had a hoop, and we made Vernon can't jump. I made Vernon, um, who sadly has died. Um, but yeah, we just yeah we just made a, a, a rip off of it basically, and that is, I mean, it was no sort of. Is, that, is there a copy of that still somewhere? It must be. Somewhere. He's got to be, yeah. I, I bet if I ask Wilcock, I'll be able to get a copy of that. It's probably, he'll really he, he, probably do as a premiere if we ask him. We'll uh, <laughs> get the red yeah. carpet out. Uh, any other films or TV music stuff from Again, it's not something I saw at the time until years later, but Basic Instinct came out this month, didn't it? And yeah. for, for 12, yeah. 13 year old, whatever we were, lads. <laughs> Try trying to. We knew this. We knew this footage existed. It wasn't like uh, Anita out of Two Unlimited. We were looking for this. Yeah, moved on from uh, Sabrina or the one out of the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, interesting though. From that scene, uh, she was asked to remove her underwear, but according to the director, because her white um, panties were. Ref- Reflected off the light, according to, this is what the director reckoned. So, um, so she basically went along with with his plan. Said, said the director, that was it. Uh, Volvo was exposed, uh, but I, I can't recall being that excited by seeing it though. Like at the time, like like it was a big build up. Like have you heard about this this film? This film? and then watched it. We're like, oh, is that it? Like, yeah, it's, it's like, not, like, like a bit of an anticlimax. There's not much to see, is there? And at the end of the day, it's all just. The film was crap, and it, oh, yeah, awful. it was controversial because like it kind of romanticised. There were a lot of like smoking, and then there were like scenes that were almost like rape scenes. It were it were a bit like like I, I don't know. I, I remember being a bit. I'm, I'm not enjoying this. Like you think as a kid, oh, there's a lot of sex, there's a lot of you know smoking and all this. It's like, kind of, but I watched it and I'm like I remember even then, like as a the, you know thinking this is this is yeah, we're rubbish, awful. So, uh, yeah, but it'll always be that's what she'll always be known for, won't it? Yeah. Getting a getting a fanny out <laughs> in a film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll move on to April. Uh, I've got April May because we only played one game in May. Um and we, we're on a, we're on an absolute roll at this stage. We 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 play Oldham Everton and Spurs and we win them all 2 0. We just we just we're just tossing teams aside. You know, Rogers is flying at this point. Galen Beasley, rock solid, Mel Reese. Just brilliant at the game at Everton. He makes save after save again, and then Cork scores. Um, we just, we just, you know, we're, we've gone into top art. We're flying at this point. We're, we're like, we're, we're thinking about Glenn Hodges' a dream of Europe might come true, sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, genuinely, I think we, we, we did top out about seventh for it, and then yeah, in yeah. touching distance at top five, four or five. And we just, yeah, yeah. We, we played the champions Arsenal the next game. And I remember this. They played in that fantastic bruised banana, you know, quite iconic kit. They've got Ian Wright and I think Roe Castle, you know, Adam, Bowl, Seaman. You know, champions. And we genuinely know we should have been four or five nil up at half-time. We like, we, Davison scored. Hodges hits the bar with a brilliant long range Jeff. And we had loads of other chances. We, we should have hammered him. And then they'd come back and get a, you know, late, I think Kevin, Kevin Campbell or Wright gets a, a late, late goal. Uh, but we're in seventh place at this point. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, just uh, and like you say, dominated that match and should have won it by a bigger yeah. margin. And and I'd forgotten about like you know, I'd, <clears throat> I'd, it's not the kind of thing you remember. I don't think as a kid because at that time he's looking for the goals and things like that. And, and the bigger games stand out. But I'd forgotten how 
how much we dominated that and how how much we were in touching distance yeah. in top four or five. And then we go to Notts County Easter Monday. I didn't I didn't go to I don't know why my dad didn't take me to this one. We used to go to the locally games, but uh, Big Blade back in, we win 3 1. Hodges scores an absolute screamer, another brilliant goal that you know, goal of the season contender. That there's probably been eight or nine better goals at, at this point. Um, and you know, we, we're generally on for like we could finish, I think we at that point we could have finished sixth or possibly fifth. Um, but we, we we don't finish the season that that well. We, we've got another two games left, and we we have the game against Leeds at home, which again I remember being a big atmosphere. Leeds basically, if they won at Bramall Lane, were champions. They needed a bit of a favour from Liverpool against Man U in the they played on the the big match like later yeah, on. Yeah. But Leeds pretty much won, and they they they'd done it pretty much. Um, back sort of back and forth game. There were three own goals in this game. Like, both ways and we didn't have much luck I remember their first we scored Cork scored early on remember him doing a real super celebration with on his own shirt and then they look like you were having difficulty on toilet to me (laughs) and he looks he looks about 50 and I know he scored in semi-final year after we had been but even in this he looks I bet he's only about 30 at this point He's a he prime candidate for that football as ageing badly, isn't he? <laughs> isn't it? Uh, they score a goal where it just bounces off about five players, like Rod Wallace, it's, it's Pemberton, it's someone else, just ricochets, a really lucky goal. Uh, and then I think Reese got, Mel Reese got injured, and Newsom scores an header when Reese is struggling. Pemberton gets a, a lucky goal where he tries <laughs> to claim it's his goal and he just blasts it off one of their players. And it's 2 2, and it's like, you know, who's going to win? And then like long Cantona came on. I don't remember Cantona came oh, no, on the lead in this game. Long ball over at top, like probably about ten minutes left, something like that. And I don't know what Mr. Gale's doing at this at this point. <laughs> yeah, still to this day watch it back and it's like he could have done anything, but but he had two chances to do anything. It weren't like just one error. He heads it and then he does he no he knee, knees it, doesn't he? Yeah, knees it, heads it. it no. <laughs> And then edit it again, obviously. And oh, just he were always good for a cock up, weren't he? Because he, 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 he was pretty solid centre half, actually. Really, really solid. Him and Beasley could make howlers, but they were pretty solid. For we wouldn't have got away with finishing where we finished a couple of years without them two playing well. No, yeah, really, really solid, but then just prone to just absolute terrible cock. I mean, in that um, in that Notts County game, Beasley, there's a bit of footage. <laughs> Where he does this little deft header, um, and then it cuts to the next bit of footage. And he just fails to just kick it. He like he takes it on his chest or head or brings it down, and then he just sort of flaps his foot at him and nearly falls on his ass. And then they have an attack county, and it just sums them up. Them two that they'd be brilliant, and then all of a sudden just fail to do something basic. And yeah, in this game, Gale just that own goal. I just it was cop end as well, weren't it? It was just so agonising to watch it just. As soon as the edit, you'd eat were in. And I, I didn't really sense. I know we'd come up with Leeds a few years before, but I didn't. I didn't get this big Yorkshire rivalry something. They they pulled away from us with the money they'd spent, and they were obviously going for the league. So, but it were pretty. It were annoying more because we'd had a really good end to the season. We got a chance at you know upsetting the possible champions at home, and it was two two, and we'd been in the game, and then just such a sloppy sloppy goal to kind of give away. And it were unlucky because Re- Mel Reese had, had been clearly struggling all that half, like weren't fully fit. We didn't obviously didn't have a sub, sub-keeper. Should have put Pemberton in goal like previously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good work. point, yeah. 
and yeah, Leeds, Leeds obviously went on to win the league. But it's interesting though that if we hadn't beat uh, Wednesday twice, they could have won the league that year. They finished third. Uh, we ultimately I finished. Think they, were they seven points off though? So they wouldn't. I think oh, they still right. needed. I a, it was close, they were six, six or seven points. I, I think they also needed some goal difference. Oh, they probably got the goal difference as well, wouldn't they? Then obviously all it took was getting a point against Leeds as well, and. Um, Basically, yeah. we gave Leeds title over Wednesday. Yeah, our choice. Yeah, uh, and we finished the season at, at, at Sellers Park, weren't it? When we were at Sellers Park at yeah. this stage, and uh, we lose three 0 Nerving Day place. I went did to, you this. Go to this. I was going to say, I remember? Why did you go to this? I thought. I'm going to say I've got no idea. I do know why. Um, someone who went on our supporters bus said they knew someone else who were running a bus, like, you know, their own bus sort of thing, and do you want to go? Yeah, all right, then we'll go. And we went, and they ran it from, like, Gleela somewhere. And um, it was just, yeah, just pointless. Absolute waste of time. Dead rubber game. Don't know why I went. It's okay just to get there. Like, te- terrible place to get to, especially by road. People that we travel with were some of them that I think run onto pitch and snapped crossbar as well. At the end of March, and it was just like, "What is go? What am I doing? What am I doing here? Could have been at home playing on on computer or playing football in park or something. It's ridiculous." And Mervyn Day, that absolute. We talk about debuts and how good Mel Reeses were. <laughs> Mervyn Day was just shocking, absolutely awful for two saved of them the penalty, goals, though, didn't it? and then saved, saved the penalty. penalty. Yeah, and it was it was a good penalty save as well. But two of them goals, it was shocking for. And I, why did I go to that match? So we, we ended up, but we finished ninth, which is just, that's the same as we finished uh, the other season, you know, equaled it, didn't it? Like, just brilliant season, really, from where we were. We sort of built on the, Bassett were right, we'd built on the previous season. We'd had a bad start again, but we'd not, not quite as bad. And we'd, we'd you know, it, it looked good for the, you know, for, for moving forward. Uh, obviously, you'll have to listen to Rock and Goal Years 92, 93, <laughs> coming uh, in a year. Um, but no, um, yeah, it was United ninth, Wednesday third, probably the best season. Well, it is the best season Sheffield football has had. I know we had the semi final the next year, but in terms of league positions, you know, the two Sheffield clubs, two of the top nine, it's well, we've just not seen that, have we? Well, yeah, Sheffield football peaked 91 to 93, didn't it? After that, it was just, it just went to shit pretty much. And Kilner thinks we're going to win the boat race, the Grand National, all sorts of things. Open Golf year. Championship, whatever else he says. He's, he's, really ple- he's really pleased with that gag as well, you can tell. But it, yeah, it's, it is a comedy ending. I, I think I remember loving that at the time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've just ended with like sort of music TV for, for that, that sort of month. I've put uh, Jump, crisscross Cross, uh, was uh, in the chart. Days of Pearly Spencer, Mark Almond, good song. Friday, I'm in love, The Cure, and then Everything About You, Ugly Kid Joe, were a few that stood out for, for me. Funnily enough, Friday, I'm in love is one of the few songs of this era that is both, I will look back on now and say, is by a, a band that is cool and I, I'd still listen to and are good. But I do remember at the time, I remember liking at the time. Yeah. A, re- a rare crossover of us actually yeah. having decent taste in 1991, 92. Whereas well, uh, you were and, jumping around to crisscross. Well, yeah, we were probably more doing that, weren't we? And I actually, uh, I got married on a Friday, and that's that was our music when we walked out after getting married. Friday, I'm in love.
yes, obviously as a as a twelve, thirteen year old, I'd I'd earmarked that as a as a classic. Not everything about you are wicked, Joe. Well, no, I almost went deeply dippy. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm but, too sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any other songs? Any other things from just a wrap wrap up from that that particular month of '92 or anything else from '92 music wise? Well, as we just say, there was just so much good stuff that passed us by and we were just, just too busy loving, right, said Fred, um, and, and even Ugly Kid Joe, which were just effectively just a bit of a joke band, weren't they? Yeah. I put back TV films that Heartbeat started uh, this month uh, at that time. And it were on for like 18 years and it was just like always on. I think we've said in other pods like Sunday night heartbeats, like oh, end of the weekend, time to get your schools, get your bag ready, get your school uniform ready, like backdrop to your weekend. Any bit, it kind of set the scene. And with a lot of Yorkshire kind of shows on on Sunday night, obviously, last summer wine had been going on BBC, but things like Where the Heart is, Playing the Field, they, they seem to like think that's what we wanted. We wanted like a Yorkshire drama on a you know on a on a Sunday night but they were they were quite tame things they were they weren't great well you had to wait that were that your eight o'clock show weren't you, you had to wait till nine o'clock for your true grit of London's burning afterwards <laughs> so it was just it was basically just let's lull them into week they're going to be depressed anyway let's just give them some shit say, it was safe tv wasn't it it was people they knew they'd get viewing figures they'd have a bit of a bit of a soundtrack but you know buried sort of Play the accent, play the song. He'd <laughs> do a bit of everything. You, you know, it, it was safe, but it, it weren't particularly entertaining. But you, you, your mum and dad would end up watching shit like that. So you'd end yeah, up, yeah, just you know, your antiques roadshow and that. Your gentle you'd, stuff, you'd darling, darling buds are made a bit later on and stuff, weren't mm-hmm. it? And well, that had that had a that had a you know had some had a couple bit. of good reasons for watching. Yeah, um, <laughs> David Jason. <laughs> yes, let's say that. Um, but yeah, they just they just knew, didn't they? That. Yeah, it just the sort of things now that if you were to watch them back now, it just fill you with dread because it just gives you that back to school tomorrow feeling. And, and ninety two finished, and we, you know, we 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 speak about that golden era ninety. We're telling ninety. We had we had the Euros that that summer, uh, which was you know uh, in Sweden, wasn't it? And we England were just dreadful. It was that really bad period and I felt sorry for Graham Taylor because he a lot of the players had got old and he was like trying to bring in some younger players and he ended up playing people like Carlton Palmer and Tony Daly and Lee Sharp and I think Woods were playing and we bombed out didn't we like first they were that Brolin Darlene goal oh Barry Davis's commentary for that just <laughs> timeless Brolin Darlene Brolin he just literally just said two players names one of them twice but it is just iconic commentary and yeah, we were just dreadful. And and the and then obviously we had all the the alive and kicking sky and the the advent of the Premier League and it never never been the same since. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's just never been the same since, has it? Really? It seemed exciting at the time, you know, seeing all the adverts and stuff. And straight straight after that season finished, really, ninety two were done, and straight away there were the hype machine went up and you would just get used to all up for it like oh Premier League we're in Premier League and this is going to be amazing and then it started you thought oh I've not got Sky yeah I can't watch it yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember you know like last year the big protest about Super League and everything I, I can't remember that there was a bit of uproar I remember at the time a bit a bit generally as a kid I was like this is brilliant because we were in it <laughs> yeah. like, this is going to be great this you know fireworks dancing girls 
you know, like money, like you know, kits, or, or every all fan. It were like I can't remember being like re- effectively. It wasn't much different. It was a breakaway league of some sorts. The money and everything was directed just to one league. The parachute payments and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know what. I, I, I can, can you remember much at outcry? It quite possibly was, but we were the wrong age to give a shit about it. We just, we just. We just wanted it, didn't we? We just, and there's always going to be people like we were at that time, which is why it's it's currently going on again. Thirty odd quid's too much for away games in the championship. Everyone's in uproar about it on Twitter, social media. That people will pay it. There'll be people like, well, we, we'd probably pay it now. We'll, st- <laughs> we'll probably still pay it. We, we we'll moan about it and we'll pay it. Yeah. So it's never going to change. So yeah, twenty's plenty, but we'll still pay thirty four. Cheers. <laughs> But now, um, just just like finally, just I, I it just I love that period. I mean, I, I've loved the time under Wilder, and I, I I love what we did, and I loved everything about that that era, that going up the division and stuff. But you know, the the Bassett period for me rivals it. It's neck and neck for me. People might say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Right? Much better football under Wilder. Wilder was a Sheffield lad, got sharp and all that. But I, I think we forget how good that time was because we were really against the odds more than ever. That, at that point, like just battling against things, you know, that we we had no money whatsoever, uh, and to just keep upsetting big teams, which we were doing on a regular basis, which were just fantastic. And and obviously the Wednesday Derby double, you know, we, we spoke about the music, films, and all the stuff that was intertwined. It was uh, us being being thirteen, good time. Yeah, just just good time to be growing up and being a kid and watching football. I think it just—I mean, everyone says that about their own youth, but it just because it was such simpler times and, like you say, almost the fact that getting hold of information was difficult. You only really had the Greenan or a yeah. bit in the Star, or, and then the, the program. That was literally all you had. You would you find out about transfer. Tony Pritchett would tell you you've signed someone. Imagine yeah. that now, like they're picking the star up and I mean, Shields telling you an exclusive rather than regurgitating stuff from three weeks ago off the internet. Exactly. Or if, if you got a poster or a, a little column or interview yeah. in 90 Minutes magazine, Exciting. you were over the moon. You yeah. you know, whereas currently it's just wall-to-wall coverage, yeah. isn't it? And just, it's too easy. It just, it's too it just easy, made, it? It made it special almost that yeah. the match day was pretty much what you'd got and there was just a bit of guff around it. And now it's the other way around almost. Yeah, yeah. We, we, Sound like proper like old men. We are old bastards, about, aren't we? All the harping on about when, when it were better. Charts were better then. Yeah. Um, TV and films were better. Football were better, and all this were fields. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely go and watch that season review. Have a look at some of the charts. Um, what I did actually, which were quite good, is uh, just if you got Spotify or iTunes, just put on one of the now ninety one or now ninety two. There's a lot of rubbish in there, but it's good. You just kind of listen, listen through, listen to some of the songs and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably we might create a, a playlist. That could be my job when you uh, put this all together. I'll try and create a Spotify playlist. I'll, I'll call it uh, Tuf- Tufty Club's Rock and Gold Years ninety one ninety two playlist. Original. Excellent, very original, very original. But yeah, as as he says, listen to some music from around that time. Really, sort of immerse yourself in it. It's brilliant, and certainly watch that yeah. um, watch that season review because, as uh, as Whitehouse says at the end of it, we stuffed them. I <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. 
If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten.